Hello, beautiful people. Welcome and welcome back to Behind the Silk, the podcast to help you prioritize yourself and explore different self-care practices. I am your host, Erica Nicole, the founder of Silk and Skincare. And in today's episode, I want to discuss the Risa Tisa, Who the F Did I Marry series. If you have been under a rock or maybe your algorithm just doesn't push you that content, Risa Tisa is a woman who went on TikTok and she made a 50-part series documenting who did she marry. And apparently it's an eight-hour watch time. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not watch the whole thing. I caught a couple snippets on TikTok and then I ran to YouTube to find some summaries and cliff notes because I was invested in the story, just not that invested to listen for eight hours. And she did go on TikTok and clarify that she recorded the series in order so that you can listen to it as an audiobook. You don't have to sit and watch it, like hold your phone and watch it for eight hours. But again, I just wasn't that dedicated. So shout out to Janelle Simmons on Facebook. She basically compiled all of the key points in the story and made cliff notes and posted them on Facebook. And then I went to YouTube and I watched I Am Eloho. She did a Cliff Notes video based off of Janelle's notes. And that's basically what I'm going off of today. So in this episode, I want to dive into some of the key lessons that we can learn from her story because a lot happened and we're going to get into it. But first, today's affirmation reads, healing takes time and I will love myself through the process. Take a moment and receive that. All right, so let's get into this crazy story time. So basically, Risa Tisa and her man, his name is Legion. Uh, TikTok has named him Mr. Potato Head, and rightfully so. They met online in March of 2020. And he presented himself as a high-value man. He had a good job. He had a football career. He had all of these things. He presented himself very well. He moved into her home during the lockdown because she had a three-bedroom home and he had a studio. So she felt like everything was going well with their dating scenario, even though it had only been a short amount of time. And moving in together made sense. And moving into her place made even more sense because, again, she had a bigger space. But when they did move in, He did pay the majority of the bills, which was something new for her, and she really appreciated that. And while they were dating, he offered up a lot of personal information that she didn't even really ask for. And he said that he had five siblings that he was close with, and he claimed to be on the phone speaking with his older brother on the phone daily. He talked about how he used to live in California. Again, he was this big college football star. He had a job as a VP, a company car. He had a large home out there. He presented himself to be very well off. And I do want to add a disclaimer. I am leaving out a ton of key information for the sake of time. This is a very loose translation of the storyline as a whole. Again, I will direct you to Risa's TikTok for the entire series, as well as the resources below that I mentioned earlier, the Facebook cliff notes and the YouTube video if you really want a deep, deep dive. But this is just an overall view so that we can kind of pick apart some takeaways and some life lessons that we can pull from. So again, he said he was from California. 
He said he was still close to his ex-wife and his stepkids. He loved those kids as if they were his own and that they still had a really good relationship up until this day. So in April of 2020, Risa finds out that she is pregnant. So now they feel like they need to buy a house. The three bedrooms isn't enough. They need to move out. They need to find a new home. So they put in a cash offer for a home that they saw fit. But then they ran into an issue when the sellers asked Mr. Potato Head Legion to provide his financial records and his proof of income because they were not going to accept the offer until he can prove that he could afford the house. That's just how it goes. And he was very hell-bent on, no, I don't want to have to show proof of income until you accept the offer. The sellers are like, that's not how it works. And the home falls through. Now, granted, he was showing Risa documents that he had that proved that he could afford the house. He was showing her bank statements and pre-approval letters from Chase and all of these things. So it did not make sense to her as to why he did not want to prove his income. Because again, you showed me these documents. Why not show them these documents? Anyway, the story continues. So he refuses to show them the documentation. And then a couple weeks later, sometime later, she comes to find out that he was talking to other women online. Fast forward, July 2020, they were pregnant and she has a miscarriage and she lost the baby. And he wasn't there to support her at all. And shortly after, he claimed that his grandmother passed away. And Risa was very sensitive to the fact she respected family and respected the fact that he also may be struggling going through a loss so she tried not to make it a big deal even though she had gone through her own loss too they were suffering a loss too and he just wasn't there to support her during that time so the focus switched from buying a home now that she had lost the baby to buying a car and going car shopping and no surprise come to find out the car shopping experience was very similar to the house buying experience He made her test drive all of these cars. She finally picks one out and it's supposed to be delivered. This woman takes off of work waiting for this car to be delivered and it never shows. Come to find out she was waiting for a car that was never actually purchased. And then Mr. Potato had obviously worked somewhere because he was leaving the house from 6 p.m. to 4 p.m. average working hours and... Again, there's not a lot of context there that I'm going to give because it doesn't really contribute to the overall storyline. But then he proposes and they get married. And literally three days into the marriage, she finds out that he's been cheating on her with a prostitute. And he goes into detail explaining that he wants to do all of these sexual things to the prostitute that he doesn't want to do with her, basically out of attraction, which crushes her self-esteem. They try marriage counseling with their pastor. They try and get the church involved. The pastor blatantly says, if you would have came to me before you guys got married, I would have told you guys not to get married. (laughs) So that says a lot about that situation. And then not too long after, Legion says that his stepdaughter from his prior marriage has COVID and died and was asking Risa for $2,000 to help with funeral expenses which she gave him to be compassionate and coming from a loving place because at the end of the day, she loved this man and that was still her husband. So she's over here trying to be a ride or die chick, trying to be supportive. And this is the key point in the story where stuff really hits the fan. So boom, Risa gets a new job 
And they require both her and her husband's social security number for the background check for the position. And she was asking him for it. He didn't want to give it to her. He gave her a hard time about giving the social security number, finally gives it to her. And she realizes that it's not the same social security number that he put on their marriage license. Like, bruh, come on now. Anywho, so she searches the number, looking him up, background check on him now, and everything comes out. All hell breaks loose. It's a fiasco. Come to find out, he never actually lived in California like he had told her. He said that he met his ex-wife, they were married, divorced, everything happened in California, never lived in California. Come to find out he never played football. It was actually his twin brother who was the football star, which we'll touch on in a little bit. And him and his ex-wife didn't divorce because she cheated. That was the narrative that he had told everyone. But she found out that he was lying about everything and beat his ass. And they ended up getting restraining order against each other. And their marriage, meaning his marriage with his ex-wife, didn't even last six months. Okay. So Risa's like, oh, baby, I need some tea. Like, I need some more context. So she reaches out to the ex-wife who confirms that this man is indeed a pathological liar. He lies about everything. And this obviously isn't his first go-round. So Risa's like, okay, well, if he's lied about everything, I wonder if he was lying about the daughter. Because remember, he said that his stepdaughter passed away because of COVID. This girl is fine. This girl is fine. And Arisa didn't have the heart to be like, oh, this man was talking death over your daughter, which I mean, she's probably seen the audio series now, so she probably already knows this. But she didn't have the heart in that moment to tell her. So she was just like, oh, he said she was sick and left it at that. The grandmother, who he said passed away right after they had the miscarriage that he claims died in 2020, actually died in 2008. And it's just it's just a fiasco. And then ironically enough, this man ends up becoming bedridden due to issues with his knee around this time. And that, my friends, is karma. Karma will find you because what goes around comes around. So he's bedridden, can't get around. And Risa has all this information now that she's gathered from searching him and talking to the ex-wife. And she finally has the courage to go and confront this man. And she confronts him on his birthday and he literally looks in her face and lies. He denies everything. He doesn't know what she's talking about. This man is playing delusional. Ridiculous. And she's like, no, like you need to go. You need to get out of my house get your stuff. I don't know where you're going to go. You need to get out of here. Bye. And she helps him pack and he returns to Philly with his family And when he's around his family, he tells them that, oh, we're separated or I'm back here now because Risa was cheating on me with a police officer. Like, sir, please. So the family ends up contacting Risa to figure out what's going on because they also know this man is a pathological liar. They're like, we don't believe anything this man is saying. Like, we need to hear it from you. What's going on? And they start exchanging stories and the math the math is not mathing. The family confirms that he does not have five siblings, like he had told Risa before. He has one twin brother and one older brother. 
And the twin brother is actually the football star. Like, the life that he was telling Risa was his was actually the life of his twin brother. His brother was the college football star. His brother is the one who had the job as a VP at some big company. His brother was the one who purchased this big home and was the successful person. Like, Mr. Potato Head was vicariously living through the lens of his twin brother, which is crazy. And remember I said earlier that he would be on the phone talking to his older brother, in quotation, in air quotes, all this time? This man was on the phone for hours talking to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he was talking to himself. Now, granted, I have moments where I talk to myself out loud all the time. I do. But pretending to be on the phone with someone while talking to yourself hours at a time on a daily basis is crazy. <laughs> and then the family goes on to ask Risa about pictures for the baby. They're like, they've been asking this man, Legion, for pictures of the baby and how's everything going and if they can meet the baby. And Risa is like, oh, what baby? Huh? This man told his family that they had a healthy baby boy, never told them about the miscarriage. Luckily, they got divorced. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Luckily, they got divorced. Risa hasn't heard from him since the divorce was finalized. And she basically went on TikTok to not just share her story for entertainment, but so that we can learn from her experience. Miss Potato Head responded to the allegations online, sticking to his story. He don't know nothing, cheating, lying, whatever. We don't even care about his side of the story at this point. But I'm really happy for Risa that she was able to take the situation and tell her story because one that takes courage for sure, because that is a traumatic situation to go through. And I feel like when it comes to learning or navigating life, there's two ways to go about it. You can make mistakes and learn from your own mistakes, or you can learn from the mistakes of others. So her being so vulnerable and sharing her story and being so in-depth in her story, again, this was a 50-part series, eight hours of listening time, very in-depth. So I wanted to cover some lessons that we can pull from her story in a nutshell that we can apply to our own lives. And some of these things are things that I talk about on the podcast a lot about. Again, this is a self-care podcast, so taking care of ourselves, you know, I feel is a priority. But lesson number one that I think that we can learn from this scenario is that you have to love yourself. Loving yourself is a non-negotiable. Risa admitted that she ended up getting with this dude because she was lonely. She was desperate for a man. She was desperate for a relationship and she just wanted to be loved so bad. And that makes you vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable in that capacity, it creates so many blind spots around you. And it's so much easier for people to manipulate you and take advantage of you when you don't actually love yourself, when you don't understand your value and the value that you bring. And I think sometimes we get caught up in, well, what does loving yourself really look like? And I think a lot of that work starts internally. It starts with that positive self-talk. It starts with saying those affirmations. It starts with spending time with yourself. The way that we spend time with family and friends and spend time with creators and 
listening and consuming content, we have to create pockets in our day and find time to really spend time with ourselves because you can't love something that you don't know. That You can't. It's impossible. So going through her story, a lot of this could have been avoided if she loved herself to have had a different standard for not only the people that she let around her, but for the people that she gave her energy to. If we really look at this from a very wide lens, this man did not deserve her attention. This man did not deserve her energy, her time, all of the energy that she put in trying to make this work. They were going to counseling. She was seeking out counsel to make things work. And the reality is that this man was deserving of none of it. So we have to get to a place where we love ourselves, where we're setting the tone, we're setting the standard, we know our value, and we're not accepting anything less. Point blank, period. The second lesson that I think that we can pull from her story is that we have to trust ourselves. There were a lot of red flags throughout this story. And of course, it's easier to see as an outsider looking in. It's always harder to see something when you're in the thick of it and when you're in the midst of it. But there were so many red flags. And we understand that love can be blinding, but we have to pay attention and look at things for what they are. The home buying process, not wanting to show his proof of income, car shopping, the car never came. You took off of a work and the car never came. You never met his family or heard from his family. He claimed to be talking on the phone all this, spending all this time on the phone with his brother that you've never met, seen, heard from, no context, nothing of that capacity. You've never met anyone from his past. You've never gone to his job. You've never heard him talk about his coworkers. Like in the grand scheme of things, there were so many red flags that were ignored. And we have to learn how to trust our intuition. I'm glad that eventually she got to a point where something finally triggered and she was like, oh no, something's wrong. I need to look into this a little bit more. She did get to that point eventually, but we have to be able to train and trust our intuition to pick up on things a lot sooner because time is a valuable asset that we don't want to be wasted. And outside of the time factor, again, the trauma, the energy, the emotional stress, the scarring, the, the time that it's going to take to heal from this before you can move on to the next situation. It, it takes a lot. You have to trust your intuition. We have to learn how to trust that gut feeling or that inner voice or to trust our spirit, you know, and, and be led by that. In episode 15, I talk about how to rebuild self-trust and I go a lot deeper into tactics and actionable steps that we can do to rebuild that self-trust process. Even talking about letting go of that fear of failure, I feel like that's a big reason why people are afraid to trust themselves, especially when you're in a relationship and you have this marriage that you're trying to protect and you're trying to maintain this image and you have this fear of things looking bad or fear of making a mistake or fear of it not working that that in and of itself could have kept her in that situation longer than it should have. And it comes from loving yourself too, because the more time that you spend with yourself, tying back into lesson one, the more time that you understand your voice and you understand like the red flags and the triggers, like you learn how your body is trying to communicate to you. So again, once you love yourself and you're spending time with yourself, you become a lot familiar with your own voice and it's easier for you to trust yourself in your intuition because you now know what that 
looks like and sounds like. And then number three, we have to learn how to forgive ourselves. We have to give ourselves the grace to heal and to make mistakes and to learn and to get back up and do better. It's okay to understand a situation for what it is, right? Acknowledge where we went wrong, acknowledge where we dropped the ball, and be able to call out, okay, what can I do better next time to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Again, I think that there is this fear of failure and, and making mistakes because that's how we're cultured, that's how we're raised. Making mistakes are bad. It's not something that you should do. But we have to be able to forgive ourselves because if you don't forgive yourself, you're not going to be able to heal and come back from it. And walking away from something familiar can be hard. But like Risa had mentioned at the end of her audio series, is that, that there's peace on the other side. Once you're able to make peace with the decisions that you've made, it opens up a whole new channel for you to evolve and to grow from the situation. And the reality is that's all we can ask for. We're only human. We're only human. And life is really just a series of trials, of tribulations, and of learning. And the learning process never stops. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in this season of my life. Because sometimes we look like years into the future and we're like, okay, I'll have it together then. I'll have it together when I'm 30, when I'm 40, when I'm 50. And we put these milestones on it. But as I've spoken to women and people who are older than me and more experienced than me, they've made it very clear that the learning process never stops and you have to fall in love with the process of learning, of the ever-changing, because we're always changing as people. So being able to forgive ourselves for our mistakes, giving ourselves space, we have to hold space for ourselves. It's so much easier to hold space for other people when they make mistakes. And for a lot of us, it's hard for us to hold space for ourselves in that same capacity. So learning to be gentle with ourselves when we need to be gentle, learning to be, to, you know, to still have that discipline and to still have goals and aspirations and, and to still push ourselves because those are also good things. But I also think we have to really understand the flip side and know how to be soft and gentle with ourselves as we are navigating these lessons like forgiving ourselves. So out of the entire audio series, those were three things that really stuck out to me that I felt like we could learn from and apply in our daily lives. We have to love ourselves. We have to trust ourselves and we have to forgive ourselves. If not, life is going to be very difficult. <laughs> it, it, it's already a little stressful, but if we don't land those three core principles, it's going to be a hard time. And it is a process. And I just hope that we are able to navigate this journey of life with an essence of gentleness and softness so that we're able to, to do these things in a way that is genuine and authentic to ourselves. But that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope that you feel inspired. I hope that you feel motivated i hope that you feel safe to to learn and to grow and to evolve and again i encourage you if you have the time to dive deep into the audio series i may go back and listen to it at another time when there's not so much craziness going on but i think it's a very good testament to 
the ups and downs of life, right? And understanding that life is cyclical and it has seasons. And going through a rough season doesn't mean that you're gonna be there forever. And I think that's the most important part. Again, that peace on the other side, it'll always get better. <laughs> that's a wrap. Make sure that you are subscribed or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on right now. Make sure to leave us a rating and review. It really does help the podcast reach the right people. Let's keep the conversation going. Have you listened to the audio series? What were your thoughts? Do you have any takeaways that you think that I missed? Let me know. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. And remember that the best part of today is you. <laughs>